The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Thanks for tuning in to the Small Biz Ahead podcast brought to you by The Hartford. I'm Elizabeth Larkin, Managing Editor of Small Biz Ahead, and I want to welcome you to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, where we take a deeper look at the challenges facing small business owners. We also try to make you laugh along the way. With me today, as always, is Small Biz Ahead expert and small business owner, Gene Marks. We're back. This is Elizabeth Larkin and Gene Marks with another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. So, Gene. Yes. I just got back from vacation. Okay. So, I'm in that post-vacation, oh my gosh, I have 500 emails lull right now. I don't know. Where did you go on vacation? I went to Jamaica. You know what's really sad is that you were were at a resort in Jamaica, I'm assuming? Yes, I was. So, right now, as you're sitting here in Hartford, Connecticut, you know all those people that that work at that resort? They're all still there right now. I know. Working in that beautiful resort. Uh, you know. left it behind. They're there. They're living it. I know. I it's know. almost sometimes not worth it going to those resorts because the last day, it's so sad. Depressing to leave. to leave. I totally agree. It's so depressing. That last day is always messed up. Like I always think, like if you're gonna, you leave first thing the last day because it's just yeah. Your whole day is like you're just moping around. Yep. 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 <laughs> And when we were leaving, a lot of the other people that were in our, they were like on our bus to go back to the airport, they had already booked going back to that resort. Oh, so the people my there gosh. were like, we'll see you back in October. Oh my God, And that's I thought, so funny. I'm never coming back here. <laughs> we, you know, we go to uh, the Caribbean every year for yeah. a week. And I always think, I don't want to go to the same place twice. Although there are those people who love going back to the same place. Sure. They feel really comfortable with that. Sure. But it is really sad to come back. But... Our bonus question at the end of the episode is going to be about coming back from vacation. Okay, sounds good. So keep that in mind. I will. And we will be back with question one after we hear from our sponsor. The Small Biz Ahead podcast is brought to you by the Business Owner's Playbook. Whether you're a seasoned small business owner or just starting out, the Business Owner's Playbook is your go-to destination for how to run your business. From business plan templates to advice on managing employees, the Business Owner's Playbook features up-to-date, sound advice on running your business. Okay, we're back. Question one is from Ben in Illinois. I have a website that I paid someone to set up years ago. I already don't like the direction this is going mm, in. Like, Every time I need to make an update, I have to send in a ticket and wait until they respond to me. I hate paying for this. Mm. I don't blame you, Ben. Mm. But I have no computer skills and no idea how to make changes to a website. Is there an easier way? So I have a lot to say about this. Yeah, I want to hear it. This is a very common question. Websites are necessary, but web like very elaborate websites are not necessary. And I know a lot of small businesses get into this trap where they pay a web developer or a web designer or some company to design a really elaborate custom website for them that is out of date three months later. Right. And then they have to pay this company to continually update it. Right. So don't do that if you're starting out. Do the opposite. Start out with a really, really simple website I always recommend doing a WordPress theme because WordPress is just really easy to work Mm. with. 
Um, do it I, yourself or have a designer do it for so you? So I recommend actually doing it yourself. Mm. So what you do is, and we'll put all of this in the show notes and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, pretty extensively. But simply, you buy your domain name, you go to a site called, um, I think it's called SiteGround. This is how I set up my website. You buy the domain name there. They ask you, would you like a WordPress site? And you say yes. And they just, bam, like the WordPress site appears. You go and buy a theme, which is like pretty much what the design of your site is going to look like. And then you just start populating it with your own content. Now, you could also hire someone to do this maybe for about $100 an hour for mm -hmm. a couple hours. And, and they'll, you know, fill in your content for you. Um, and you can also hire a company called WP Site Care, which is $79 a month, and then they'll make any update to the website that you want. But don't, don't ever pay a designer to design like a really elaborate custom website for you. I mean, a lot of small businesses really only need a Google listing and a Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you're going to yell at me because, I mean, that's, I, I made the same mistake that, what's the guy's name from Illinois? Ben from ben Illinois. Ben from Illinois. I mean, I have the same same thing going on as him. And by the way, one other site I do want to, while you're listing out some tools, um, great service called Donuts, D-O-N-U-T-S. Oh. And what Donuts is, is um, they provide you, um, consults you very inexpensively, um, a not-com address. So there's, a, there's hundreds of not-com address from .wine to .group to dot company, to dot, there's a whole bunch of them. So instead of having your, your, your business being, you know, abc.com, um, you can actually have it be your company name. If your company name has that, like, ABC Wine, for example, if oh, you're a wow. wine store, or cool. ABC Restaurants, if you're a restaurant, and then it's all, that's the whole domain is that. There's no dot .com, no dot .net, no nothing. It's, just, it's very, very cool. Anyway, um, when it comes time to doing your own site, it you know, you and I have talked at length, Elizabeth, about outsourcing and delegating and um, doing stuff that's, um, um, you, you're focusing on what you do and having somebody else do it, you know, do stuff for you. Um, your website is very important, you know, and I realized that. And you know what I found is that I had a website designer set up my site, and my site's really not that complicated. It's a fairly, it's not that crazy, but I had a website designer do it. And looking back on it, I could have taken your advice and done the whole thing on WordPress. Um, the, the, the time that I spent with the designer just explaining to her and discussing what we want to do because designers sometimes get pretty out of control when it comes. They want to justify their value. <laughs> yep. So they'll spend all this time with you, whatever. It's like IT. You don't really know what exactly they're going to be doing. Yeah. So. so they're just trying to make sure they understand you're getting your full hundred bucks an hour yep. worth and whatever. Yep. And I, I look back and I was like, you know, I spent as much time with that designer as I probably would have spent if I just designed it myself. I just did like a do-it-yourself yeah. type of website. Now, again, if, if you've got the kind of site where it really does need to be expanded and you know yeah. you want to sell stuff off your site or have more interaction or more engagement and more plugins and, you know, it then anything like anything else, it gets to a certain level where you're like, I'm not going to be spending any more time on this. I'm yeah. an expert to do it. But look, I mean, if you're, if you're a pizza shop, if you're a restaurant, if you're an individual, uh, you know, business owner that your site needs to look updated and professional, but doesn't have to be too complex. I think what you're recommending makes, makes absolute sense to do, because I do think when you, when you, all the smoke is cleared, you're going to want to spend as much time, you know, developing your own site initially yep. as, as working with a designer. Yeah. So I'm with you on it. And I really feel like a lot of times, you know, people think, oh, custom site, this will be great. But 
as soon as something changes, like for instance, now you really need to have a mobile responsive site. Right. A couple of years ago, that wasn't a requirement from Google. But right. now in order to show up in search results, you have to have a mobile responsive site. So all those people that spent 10, 12 grand on a custom site are now, now redesigning into yeah. a mobile optimized site. So That's if right. you get, I, I, I like to call it an out of the box site. So you go to Shopify, you go to WordPress, you go to um, Squarespace. People love Squarespace. Squarespace is great. Yodel, I had mentioned them earlier. Excellence, right? They will keep up with the technology, yep. technology, tech, I can't even speak today, technological <laughs> changes. Yep. And then you can just hire people to tweak things yes. for you. Also, the other thing I want to mention about business sites, this drives me crazy. You don't, again, like Jean said, you don't have to have everything on there, but you do have to have your address on yeah. the first page. <laughs> kind of helps. If you are like a brick and mortar business, you need to have your address there. A lot of times I'll look at like uh, a hair salon or something. Yeah, and you're like, well, where are you located? Like, you're like drilling down six you? pages to yeah. find out where they are. And you, I end up having to go to Yelp or, or mm. uh, Google to find it. It's like mm. kind of ridiculous to not just have your address right there. Some people just, you know, when you talk about websites, um, I just read it was a survey that was done recently. I mean, literally in the past few weeks at this date um, where it still said like half of small businesses don't have websites yeah. even today. Um, which makes it again, if you're running a restaurant or a, uh, you know, or a gas station or whatever, maybe you don't need to have, you know, an actual website itself. So you don't necessarily have to have one because there are other avenues. Some people say, listen, uh, my whole site is on Yelp, for example, that's yep. uh, you, yep. you know, and everything drives back to there, or I just have a Facebook page and that's my whole thing. And you go, cause there's so many people on Facebook that it's just, you know, you, you drive back to Facebook or I have a very simple site set up, but I spend most of my time on the services that drive people yes. back to my site. So, you know, if you're a restaurant, you know, you've got a simple website, but you've got a menu site, like, a, yes. you know, you know that, that, or Grub, you know, Grubhub for delivery and Yelp, you know, to give you reviews. Um, and I think that those are um, more valuable than anything, Absolutely. anything else, you know? I think I always talk about my dog walker because she's a sole proprietor. She doesn't have a website. She doesn't even have a Facebook business page. And she said, you know, I really want to have more of an online presence. And she should because when someone recommended her to me, the first thing I did was Google her business. Yeah. Right. And I didn't find anything. So, but I still hired her and she's fantastic. Happy feet pet sitting if you're in Harvard. <laughs> um, well, you mentioned you mentioned Google. You Googled her business. The other thing I just want to make sure that you're clear: whether you have a Facebook page, a website, a simple website set up, even just a listing on Yelp, um, something like that. Um, Google has something called Google My Business. So you know, you ever go on Google and you Google somebody's you know, like a company and like all this information comes up about them on the right yeah. side of the screen and you're like, oh my God, who do these guys know what Google to get? <laughs> um, it's, you, you, if you're a business owner with a simple website or a, again, a, a place on Facebook or Yelp, you go to Google My Business and fill out the form there where you share a bunch of information about your business. You know, I mean, Google is Google. They want to know information about you. That It's fine. You're going to share. They, only, they ask you for yeah. like your name, your address, uh, your last five years tax Let's returns. Honest, Google already knows everything. I know, they already, you know, you're so security. No, they ask you like basic information about your business in the description. That way it gets listed on Google search. They will find you. You just have to have a link back to something so that when people do find yeah. you and they do a Google search, they'll find you. Yahoo business has the same thing. Bing places has the same thing. And by the way, Bing and Yahoo still make up 29% of searches in this country. Oh, wow. So I don't didn't know ignore, that. yeah, don't mm -hmm. ignore Bing and Yahoo. Bing and Yahoo, Bing in particular, does did the search for Facebook. 
at one time and also for Twitter. So there's like their search engine is less expensive than Google. So you want to be listening. Google My Business, Yahoo Business. And it's free to do that, right? Completely free. Yeah. to. And you're filling out the forms and sharing information with them. And then when people are trying to find you, now the search engines know that you exist. Yes. So wherever you pointed them to, that's what your URL yeah. will be. Even if it's just a Yelp site yeah. or if it's a, um, you know, if it's if it's something with like a Facebook page, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be a website. It's nice to have a website though. Just a it's simple, nice to have a website, simple website. Yeah, that looks professional, how to contact you, yep. the basic services you offer yep. and your address. Yep. Um, but really, a lot of times I feel like you could just ask yourself, can I just get away with a Facebook page? And right. a lot of times, yes. Yeah. If you don't, If you're just starting out or you don't feel like you want to dive into doing a DIY website, but really th the reason I, I say WordPress is because you can Google anything about WordPress. Like mm. how do I sign up for WordPress? Mm. There's a blog post on that. Like just, you can Google basically how to create an entire website. Yep. It's just so user-friendly. So don't go the custom route. The other thing you can do is you could hire a designer for about $1,800 <laughs> to customize a WordPress theme for you. So you could buy a WordPress theme, which again is kind of the design of the website or Squarespace or probably Yodel or any mm -hmm. of those. Mm -hmm. And a designer can go in and tweak it so the colors match your brand and the font matches your brand. Um, but really don't spend, you know, you can do that for about $1,800 and, and they'll usually throw in a logo for you too. Right. But, but just be careful when you do that. Only my experience was is, um, you're still going to spend time with that designer. Yes, definitely. They're going to be asking you a bunch of questions. Yes. Um, so be brace yourself for that. Yes. Typically, they'll send you about a five-page questionnaire <laughs> that has every question about your business. And what that does for them is it just tells them, like, do you want a more elegant design? Do you want a more, um, you know family-friendly design or child-friendly design. It's just It just covers them so they really know um, what you're looking for. So if you have like a retail store, I would consider getting a designer because you want to mm. put a certain aesthetic out there. Mm. But if you have a pet-sitting, dog-walking service, you probably don't need to do that. You just need a website where people can contact you and a list of your services. Agreed. And now we're going to hear from one of our sponsors. Are you looking to expand and grow your small business but don't have time to keep up with the latest trends in technology? We've got you covered with the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. Sign up today and start receiving our weekly email chock full of the latest tools and resources to help you run a successful business. Find us at smallbizahead.com. Okay, Jean, we're back with question two from Kathy in Arizona who owns a dry cleaning service. First of all, I have to say, these people are sending in these questions. Kathy from Arizona. <laughs> I need cities. I need towns. I don't need to, like this whole Arizona. Picture Kathy riding on a horse with a cowboy hat all around the state. Okay. All right, Kathy, I don't know where you're from, but, you know, the next time you send in a question, just tell us where you're from. Yeah, you can also give us your business name, too, and then, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll Google you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll promote you guys. Come on. All right, okay, Kathy. so she's a dry cleaner in Arizona. Okay. Kathy asks, I see businesses open Twitter accounts. They tweet and no one responds. <laughs> I see them open Facebook pages and no one likes their posts either. No. Oh. So here's my question. Why do I need to be on social media? <laughs> I love this. So my quick answer, and then I'm sure Jean has way more thoughts on this, is mm. reputation management. It's not that you need to be on social media. You just kind of have to have, you, you, you have to be on social media. You have to have like 
a presence so that someone can't come up with a separate presence for you. Like you have to own your identity on social media and online. And a big part of that is having a Facebook page and a Twitter account. And not all of those are going to be right for your business, but you at least have to be on one form of social media. Don't agree. And I'll tell you the reason why, with all due respect. Like, Kathy runs a dry cleaners, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a dry cleaners in our neighborhood, and I go there, you know, bring my stuff in. And um, I, they're great. You know, they're fine. I don't, I don't care that they have a website, let alone a Twitter page or well, what about a, a Yelp Facebook presence? page. Yelp presence, okay. And we'll talk about Yelp in a minute because that's a very, very good point. But when we talk about things like Twitter and Facebook, you, it, it, if your customers are there, if it's going to make you money then do it. But if it's not going to make you money, there are too many other things that you could be doing that will be making you money. And sometimes I think like a Facebook page or a Twitter page or a Twitter you know, account um, for your business that's got no activity on it at all is like sometimes I think that looks worse than just having nothing. I'm like, wow, these guys have a Twitter account. They got like nothing going on. You know, like it just, I don't know. It just seems like it's yeah, like, it's sad. Yeah, it just seems sad. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, like I don't know, they, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, and of course you can have a lot of activity in Facebook if you want to pay for it, meaning that you want to have somebody start tweeting out the best ways to dry clean a shirts. You know what I mean? And linking in articles. Little you wanna, content marketing. Yeah, you want to you, know, you want to build a community of people around your business. You can do that if you spend you, you spend the time and the money um, to engage and, and throw out a lot of content out there to start drawing some people, and you really can. Now, I don't know for a dry cleaner. I mean, maybe people argue with me, but I don't think I would be part of my dry cleaners community. Like, I don't really care how to dry clean a shirt. But some people might. You know, like a dry cleaner like Kathy's might want to build a Facebook page and have all sorts of great advice about cleaning your clothes if you know what I mean or you know what whatever um, so it depends on the industry that you're in Elizabeth I mean if you're not um, um, if you're in a business where social media there, there are potential customers out there on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter then yes now you had mentioned um, Yelp yeah, that's I consider different that social media. yeah I would and I think you're right there I think you're right you, you're, you're picking your social media weapon as it is um, Yelp to me is absolutely a social media site that you need to be on if you're um, a retailer, a merchant, um, a, you know, a service provider, a restaurant, now, uh, a consumer, a B2C kind of business. Could you explain to everyone exactly how Yelp works? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, Yelp, for, for those of you that, that haven't been on it, is you create a listing for yourself with all the information about your business, including when you're open and what products you offer and uh, you know, all that good stuff. But you're opening yourself up to the Yelp community. So when you start a Yelp site for yourself, um, by the way, people can start one for you as well. I mean, sometimes there's- That's where the reputation management Yeah, goes there are some control issues there as well. But if you open up, a, uh, you start a Yelp site, you are basically saying um, to the world, go ahead and comment on me. And um, hopefully you'll get a lot of people reviewing and making nice you know, things about you, but you're exposing yourself to the haters of the internet as well. The haters. And you have one spot that didn't come out of that, that shirt that I gave you to oh. dry clean, and then I'm going on to Yelp, and I'm, and I'm bashing you on Yelp and saying how awful you are and all of that. So Yelp is a thing that um, you've got to monitor yeah. and invest time in. Um, because to make sure you're engaged. There's something with Yelp too that if you don't pay them, you have to pay them, right? 
No, you know, I mean, necessarily. I mean, you pay them for if you want to advertise oh, you know, okay. with them. So okay. it's a free service, but okay. then you can sell advertising. And the, the idea there is that if somebody is looking for a dry cleaner in Hartford, um, you know, if you, you've got promoted ads there, then your, your business will come okay. up first on Yelp. So Yelp is, is, is a good place. Um, I, I mentioned earlier YP is another really good place as well. It was the old Yellow Pages, but they're overlapping and sort of competing with Yelp yeah. in many ways. Um, and there you get a free listing with YP. Um, they then will can you can pay for them to then advertise you on social media and Google and all of that, but then people are invited to comment. You know, it's like a, it's like it's sort of a, an alternative to Yelp. And YP has got something like they have like like tens of millions of visitors a month to their site. Who knew? Wow. I mean, they're they're very popular. YP.com. I didn't know that. So um, you know, it, those are services that you know Twitter might not be for you as a dry cleaner. Fair enough. Yelp. Is. So if you're going to do social, you don't have to do social media. Do it if it provides, it makes you money. Um, but pick the social media service where your customers are and you think it'll make the biggest difference. And you do have to be prepared to drum up some reviews. You can do mm -hmm. that on Google too. Google also takes reviews. Like my dry cleaner, if you bring in a copy of the review that you wrote on Yelp, you get a discount. That's cool. Yeah. It's a great idea. So think about that. So Kathy, if you're going to go on social media and Jean's right, you don't have to be on Twitter or Facebook, but you do need, I don't know. I just feel like you need to have some presence Fair out enough. there or people Fair are enough. not going to, they're not going to be sure if you're open or up right. to date. Um, especially with the way young people choose services, like they really choose them all online. Sure. Um, so think about ways you could drum up some, some positive reviews for yourself. And not just you posting them as <laughs> with aliases. Yep, fair enough. Okay, so we'll be right back with my bonus question for Jean after this message from our sponsor. The bonus question. Yay. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com. Okay, Gene, we're back, and I'm going to ask you the bonus question for this week relating to vacation. Yes, I fully support vacations. <laughs> when you get back from vacation, yes, and you sit down at your desk yeah. or your computer or whatever, what is the <clears throat> first thing you do? Cry. <laughs> um, well, you know, when I when I when I come back from vacation. Um, and I sit down at my desk, I do the same thing that I do every time I show up to work. And the reason why is because um, I don't ever, I'm never away from my laptop when I'm on vacation. You, you never do a and digital I, detox? No, no. And, you know, and I love hearing that from you, Elizabeth, because you are an employee of the Hartford. You're, you're, you work for the company, and you're awesome at what you do. And you, you are. Um, but you, one of the benefits of being an employee is that you can do a digital detox. Yes. You can take, like when you were away on vacation, did you look at your email all week? Did you? No. Right, you completely disengaged. I can't do that. And and any business owner that says that they can do that, um, they're, they're, they're probably not a very successful business owner. Because in 2016, um, it's expected 
that you are there to respond to your customers and to your employees. Yeah, like like all the time that you have to be available because that's what comes with the, the, the property when you are running your own you know, business. Now, I'm not saying it's the same level of intensity, the same level of action, but even when I was on a cruise, you know, I've been on a few cruises, which are awesome, um, <laughs> but like, you know, two or three times a day, I would, I would go to the, you know, wherever there was wireless or in the, you know, the computer and whatever, and go and check my email just to make sure there's no, you know, fires that are going on or, you know, people have a question to get their job done. They're trying to make me money. So I want to make sure that I, yeah. I answer their questions. So I never have, like, sometimes I'll run across, like, a business owner that will have, like, I'll get you know, the, the, an out-of-office message. There's no such thing as an out-of-office message in 2016 <laughs> when you're running a business. You're just, you're, you don't leave out of office. And particularly when they say things like that, you know, I'll be, um, you know, uh, checking my email. Or I'll be without email, you know, for, for a while or, you know, you know, and I'm like, without email, I mean, where are you? You know what I mean? Like, where are you going to Mars? I mean, there's everywhere in the world, there's internet and the, there's an expectation from your customers and your clients, particularly in a service business. They really don't want to hear about like your vacation. They're expecting Oh yeah, that. they don't care. They don't care. They want to make sure that they have gotten some kind of, uh, you know, they're getting a response or um, that they're getting attended to. So I know maybe that's not the answer that you were expecting to get, but when I go on vacation and I come back to work, it's, there's, I'm not doing anything different than when I show up for work. I don't like open up my, my email and have like 800 emails to respond to. Uh, my inbox is as clean as it is as any other work day because I make sure that I'm like keeping up with it. So that's my advice. Great. So next question after that, though, mm -hmm. is do you, do you, you kind of do, you alluded to this in your question, do you set times every day? Like I'm going to be checking my email between, do you communicate that to your employees? Like I'm after 5 p.m. from 5 to 6, I'm going to I be don't because that changes. But I will tell you that um, the, the people that I met that are most productive, um, they do, they do, um, every problem that I've learned in, in life and in business can be broken down into smaller problems to solve, you know? Mm -hmm. So nobody ever solves like the big problem, you know, yeah. but, you know, but when you break it down, you can solve smaller problems than hopefully solves. So um, I break down, you know, my day into chunks. So there are chunks of the day where I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to be, for the next hour and a half, I'm going to be doing emails, like responding emails or sending out the emails I know I got to be sending out or whatever. That could be any time during the day. Like I don't, yeah. I don't pin myself down. Um, I don't, you know, I'll close my door, but at the same time, I'm still available. Um, usually it's just like, can I get back to you in half an hour? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So when that happens, somebody will knock on your door, they'll, they'll say like, hey, can I talk to you about something or whatever? And I'll usually be like, yeah, I will talk to you. I need half an hour. And people get, kind of get yeah. that. And I just, I say, I'm going to, I'm getting my emails done this hour. You know what I mean? Or I've got a proposal to write or a quote to write or a project that I'm working on or an article. Yep. You know, to write or whatever. It's just that's what I'm doing now. I'm gonna stay focused on on doing that. So yeah. and people respect that. They do. I mean, especially because they want that too. They do. Know? They do. Unless you're the boss. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, exactly right. Now. Yeah, it's exactly right. And again, we have you know, I'm not saying that happens all the time. My bosses are 600 clients. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so at any time there could be some, always some fire drill, some emergency, some whatever that knocks me you know off of my game. But for the most part, it's you break your day into chunks. Um, and I've, I found that that works really, really well. And if you want more information on that, we actually talked about this in our very first podcast. We did, on productivity. Which is how you stay, how you manage yourself yeah. to stay productive. So yeah. we'll link to that in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by The Hartford. You can find us online at smallbizahead.com. 
And while you're there, make sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter to receive tips and advice for managing and growing your business. You can also join the Small Biz Ahead community on Facebook and Twitter.